Hello there. Welcome to Breadwinning Moms. I'm your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown. My mission is to inspire independent women everywhere and to encourage breadwinning moms. If you're curious, ambitious, and have your own identity, or if you're wanting to develop your own authentic identity and brand, personally and professionally, then I say let's rock and roll because this show is for you. Well, hello there, and happy Wednesday to you. It is truly a fun and exciting time for me, and I want you all to have fun, and I want you to be excited, and I want you to have dynamic days and weeks and even adventures. When was the last time you had a great adventure in your life? Well, take an adventure or call in and tell us about your latest adventure because we would really, really uh, like to hear what's going on with you. What kind of adventures? What are you getting into? What's exciting about your life right now? This is truly, truly a blessing for me on many levels today because first of all, I am with you on Breadwinning Moms with Chloe, and I am indeed your host, Chloe Taylor-Brown, the model mom for Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. And we have a wonderful show and a wonderful guest, and also my recurring guest host, Chantel Thompson, is going to be back with us later. But I want to talk to you about someone that I have known for several years, and right away, we became fast friends. We had uh, some mutual colleagues who talked really highly about this young lady. And, um, you know, they told me about her and they found out we both lived in Atlanta, Georgia. And they said, you've got to connect with her. And I did. I was bold enough to pick up the phone and called her. And when I called her, she was hanging out on the beach, just having fun with her kids. And I really, really like that. And right off, straight away, we just kind of built rapport and we were fast friends. Today's topic is about the inner workings of a serial, multitasking, breadwinning mom. And this breadwinning mom is our guest today. So what do you get when you mix the sauce of a community leader, an entrepreneur with a chamber of commerce president, accountant, city council member, author, church leader, and mom, of course, is Doreen Carter. Help me to welcome Doreen Carter to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. Hey, Doreen. Hey, Chloe. How are you? I am wonderful. It's so wonderful to connect with you today. I think it's been a little over a year that you took me to breakfast and you shared some of your intentions with me and we got really excited. We had a big breakfast. We talked and then things got really, really wild and they became so fluid and dynamic and exciting. And I haven't seen you, even though we tried to connect. Yes, we are both in Atlanta. So tell us what you've been up to. Oh, my. Chloe, it may have been over a year. Uh, but, of course, you know, last year I was out campaigning. I was the Democratic nominee for Secretary of State, so it had me quite busy. Um, so I really appreciate having this opportunity now for us to uh, catch up. And, of course, we don't want another year 
uh, to pass by before we have breakfast. <laughs> we don't. But I was thinking about actually a friend suggested a topic to me. And I was thinking that the entire topic that he suggested was so full and bountiful and was overflowing with, you know, ideas, a positive, could some could have some charge to them. But I was thinking, who would be the perfect guest? And you came up because the whole thing was about, uh, not necessarily about politics, but about working moms and childcare and equal pay for equal work and, and just being a community leader. And you just fit all of that and so much more. When I think about all the things that you do, I do get a little bit, a little dizzy and I'm thinking, how in the world can she do that? Plus she's a single mom of three phenomenal boys. How are you doing all of this? Chloe, I asked myself that question too. <laughs> well, let, let me, and you, and you know, I'm so, I'm such a stickler. Let me clarify a little bit. I want people to really understand that I, I, I am raising my children alone, but I'm a widow. So, so, and that, that, that uh, was something that we had never planned. Uh, we know that we all have to, 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 to pass this life, but we had never really planned how we would be raising kids if one of us wasn't here and so it's and I think it adds a whole nother dynamic so if I was just a single mom I could at least call their dad say hey can you help out so but I have to be honest with you I just take one day at a time I try not to think about everything that I have going on or I would probably uh, pass out Uh, but I try to just focus on uh, what's in front of me, and um, this year, I, uh, I'm really trying to make sure that I don't take anything on additional and just master uh, the different projects that I currently have in front of me, and I've got a couple things that were incomplete that, I, that I'm going to pick those up and, and finish those, but I mean, like I said, this for me is just one day at a time, manage my schedule, uh, and just Keep it moving. Well, <clears throat> you, you you're saying that in such a, and I appreciate you do you um, all the work that you do and and you know the circumstances of you being a single mom, not a single mom, but a, a widow who's a single mom. And um, I appreciate that because you work so hard and you're so diligent. And um, but being this serious serial multitasking and breadwinner mother. You know, you're dedicated to the community and you have a motto that is servant driven, that service to one another is God's highest calling. How did yes. you come about? How w- Tell us about that. You know, honestly, I I think it's just naturally who I am. I, uh, I'm definitely a multitasker. I like um I think I must get bored easily, so I like having a, a variety of projects to work on. And as I have had the opportunity to work in, you know, public life, business, uh, raising children, corporate opportunities sometimes present themselves, and it's because that's the flow that we're in. And uh, being clear, as we've talked about in the past, about what it is that we wanted, and some, you know, life just lines up. Mm-hmm. Yes, I find that for myself, even 
really right at this very moment. I feel that my life is in alignment and it is lining up. And yes. just for you to say that is is confirmation. Well, I want to go back and then I want to catch up. Do you remember when I called you when you were on the beach in Florida? Because that is so funny when you were sharing that story. Yeah, we, uh, oh, I don't even remember how old the kids were. Um, we were on vacation and uh, you called me. And, and of course, I had my cell phone with me. And <laughs> that is so funny because, of course, Roland was, you know, living then. So Roland was hanging with the boys in the water. And I think I was sitting in one of those little chairs reading a book. And uh, we talked. It was so awesome because, of course, you're, you're right. We had some mutual acquaintances through the Rich Dad Company. And and we just thought that that was a great opportunity to uh, explore, doing some work together. And, and and over the years, I think we've done some good work together. So that that was cool. I believe so, that, too. And, and Chloe, that may be part, Chloe, that might be part of the issue. I was on vacation and still working. See, that's that multitasking, that's that the serial multitasking breadwinning mom. But you were you right. were very relaxed though, but you did have your cell phone and you were <laughs> reading. You were reading, and it was probably a business book or some kind of do it yes. better kind of book. So yes. speaking, yes, of, that's speaking so funny. of Rich Dad, Rich Dad, you know, we're we have a the similar pull to us. Um We've all been trained, um, Robert Kiyosaki, you, myself, we've all been part of this big training group that we have these special skills and abilities to help ourselves and help other people. It's not to say that we don't get ourselves in the situation by taking on so much or having so many great creative ideas that we you know, can overwhelm ourselves, but some kind of way we can find ourselves back to the center of what's important and then create that apex of where we're trying to go. And that's, yeah. I think that's something that we've all learned uh, from our coaching and training. And so also Absolutely. when I met you, I, I don't know how many years prior to that, that you had started your, your company wealth and wisdom resource group, uh, which is a financial education and wealth building organization. And you say is dedicated to equipping individuals to create, maintain, and enjoy like you were doing on the beach. Enjoy. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So, so how, how is it that, you were able to at that same time. And I think that was in 2006 or seven. I was so impressed because you were the first woman that I had met that created your own software and program <laughs> and people were using it. And it was rivaling Robert Kiyosaki's um, initiative. Talk about that. Was it it's something about the cow? It was the little cow, the cash cow and uh, you know what moved. is <laughs> my money. And you know what is so funny about that? I was teaching a session uh Tuesday evening at church of uh, you know, we are empowering our partners at our church to start businesses. And we were going through the business outline and I told them the story about who moved my money. And it was so funny that you brought that up. And it's interesting that over the years, you know, life started happening and I really hadn't uh, uh, 
explored it as much as we did. And, yeah, we produced it, I believe, it was in 2006. And it's funny because I was also looking at the book, and I just thought that this is such a perfect time to – revive a lot of that work that we were doing back then because i think maybe we were ahead of our times uh of course the the uh market hadn't crashed we hadn't gone through the recession yet and god has given us these gifts and talents to be able to empower people to just you know get through and, and what's been in my spirit lately uh thinking about who moved my money and the other things that we were doing is i believe god's given us this second chance and uh I was thinking about the song that said, let's do it again. And so mm -hmm. I believe that uh, all of the, the energy and all of the work that we had, we were doing in the early 2000s and these uh, after the recession and everybody was trying to recoup that I think God has given us not just knowledge, but the wisdom and, and, and the, the uh, messaging that we need to help people do it again. And that's really, uh, when we go back, it's not like we have to re we have to create any work because we've done the work. And so now it's how do we get it into the hands of the people now who really need it because a lot of people uh, went through a financial crisis that they never thought they'd experience. But now we have this beautiful opportunity to help people create wealth again. So I think this is, you know, really good that we're having this conversation. We're reminiscing about the things that we did, you know, in 2006, 2007, and God's given us this great audience now that really needs all of that to help them create wealth again. I think so too. And you said something that was really like deja vu. I was just saying this, um, that, I believe that we were ahead of our time. You know, what yeah. we have is so advanced. And I'm not just saying this because it's you or it's me or the people that we're connected with. It is mm -hmm. so advanced. And now is the time, Doreen. I believe that the people want uh, what you have with your, your software and your product and your program. It is it really is a perfect timing. And I also believe that now is the time for the PEP, the Personal Excellence Profile. Oh, my God, yes. Well, you, okay. Now, you've gotten a yes. little bit more excited than me. So go oh. ahead and, and indulge me. What do you think of the PEP, the PEP, the Personal Why Excellence the Profile? Pep? I mean, I thought it was really great because it actually, I mean, for me, it gives you some insight into some things that you already understand about yourself, and then it allows you to fine-tune it and concentrate on those areas that you need to really push to the next level. And I believe that's one of the things that we have this opportunity now to really help people because we have this great experience. We're very diverse, and we've... Um, we, we've made it through the storm, and there are people now that we could take, you know, some of the tools that you have, some of the tools that I have, and this wisdom that we've garnered over the years, and where we can really, really begin to make a difference in people's lives, and we have the tools to do it. I love that that you continue to say wisdom because that's part of your the name of your business, Wealth and Riz Wisdom Resource. Yes. And I also love that... Um, not your whole foundation, but a part of your foundation is built upon being an accountant. And um, you've used that and you've leveraged it in some amazing ways. It's, it's so amazing to me that 
maybe a couple of years after I met you, I don't think that you were planning on it, but somehow you found yourself in politics and you ran. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> I'm an accountant. You run the wealth beyond uh, the not beyond the wealth and wisdom resource group, and you created this software. Who's moved my money? At, and and right. you had the cash cow and everything. So how did you find? How did you find yourself in uh, politics? You know that is so funny. Be, and you know I'm embarrassed to tell the story. We bought this house. You know that I live in now. Uh, was I was with a friend that was buying the house across the street. And I saw mine and I was like, oh my God, it feels like home. And it was so weird because I had a dream and then I walked in his house and it was the floor plan of what I seen in his dream. I thought that was weird. And we bought the house without knowing we had moved into a municipality. That's how naive we were. And we just thought it was a cool, a cool little town. And we, once we realized there was a little local government, we decided, hey, let's go help. You know, it's our community. We thought we were going to build a new uh, little mini midtown out here in Lithonia. <laughs> and over the years, I just realized that I had a skill set that I could bring to the table to help my community. And honestly, that that is really how I got involved because I, all I wanted to do was improve the quality of life for the people that lived in my city. I had no desire, no desire to to pursue a political career. But once I got involved and I realized how much good work you could do in elected office, I just I just fell in love with it. Well, you know what's so funny to me, and I can remember my husband's expression shortly after you. Uh, ran it was for city council was that am I correct your first yes. office certainly after yes. you ran there was some controversy and it had absolutely uh -huh. nothing to do with the new people that were just coming in and my husband said I saw your friend on TV and she looked really worried <laughs> <laughs> oh my god because the thing is you know for me I was just so naive and I just I just wanted to do some good work and no one prepared us to deal with a crisis and, and you know, you're, you're in this room and, and you've seen this stuff on television, but you're in real life and, and there are reporters, there are TV cameras everywhere, you know, they were parked out in front of the house and, and I hadn't got done anything wrong. It was just the weirdest thing. And he's right because I was sitting there baffled thinking to myself, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> How did I get myself into this? I just want to do good. Yes, I just want to speaking of that, Speaking of that, of wanting to do good, do you think that most politicians kind of stumble into politics because they want to do good and then they get there and they realize it's an overwhelming task to, to do good? And so they kind of, I don't know, fall off or they just kind of go with the flow, the status quo, which you, which you often want to debunk the status quo. Well, well, it's interesting that you do see a lot of people that um, well, I've seen, you know, folks get into elected office and it's, you know, basically, uh, it, it just, I don't know if they came into office, you know, wanted to do good work and they lost sight. I don't know. But I know that I'm starting to see people being elected to office 
who do not have the people that they're representing best interest at heart. It becomes about politics. And uh, we had a situation when I was um, on the city council. Was I was I was uh, my last year in office, and I had done all this phenomenal work. And we had something controversial that I thought was really, really good. It was an opportunity, you know, to be uh, bring revenue into the city. It was an opportunity to bring jobs. And because someone else had a political agenda, they started putting out misinformation. And people believed it, and it really got out of hand. And it started to be a little discouraging for me because I saw people who were, quote, unquote, leaders in the community that had jumped on the bandwagon and had not really done their due diligence. And I I vowed that day I would never be that type of elected official. I'm not going to do it just for the politics. I have to serve uh, in elected office to do good and improve the lives of folks. So, I mean, each individual has to decide for themselves why are they really in that, and which really is why we're doing some of the things that we're doing now. You know, after I spent four years on the city council, and um, um, this last year, you know, of course, I was the Democratic nominee for Secretary of State, and amazingly got over a million votes, but with all of that, you know, the Republicans still won. But what it did for me is new. I, I saw that there is so much work that needs to be done from a standpoint of helping people understand the importance of voting and policy and researching candidates and getting people really out to understand that their votes do count. And so I think, you know, this this, this move that we have now, we, we started something called Motivate One Million, and our goal is to educate and empower and motivate uh, the everyday person so that we can get people in office who truly care about the people that are putting them in office. So I don't know about the other folks, but we're definitely still pushing toward getting good folk in office. Well, that's wonderful. And you've kind of brought me up to um, one of the topics of uh, breadwinning moms and electoral politics. And you were talking about voter registration. And Mm -hmm. I know it's important uh, growing up with a mother who was very into civil rights movement in Holly Springs, Marshall County, Mississippi. Could Mm -hmm. you just talk just a little bit about why it's important um, to mobilize and, and get out the vote? Absolutely. And, you know, and this is the perfect time to really be talking about it because we're, we're uh, in August, we'll celebrate 50 years of the Voters' Rights Act. And the thing that was so important for blacks to have the right to vote and, and people lost their lives for that, and that, that alone you would think will motivate people. But what happens if you do not exercise your right to vote, then you have people in office that are set in policy that that very well could be adverse to you having a better life. Uh, one of the things we saw last year was in Ferguson. We saw, you know, this injustice and the people who made the decision didn't necessarily look like the community. Well, and I'm talking about uh, sitting on juries. Well, in order to go into the uh, pot for jury selection, you have to be registered to vote. So if you're not registered to vote, you could end up with a jury that doesn't represent your community. That alone should motivate people to go out and get registered to vote. But what we also need 
for people to do is now don't just register, get out and vote. Right. You know, one of the one of the key issues that we were pushing last year was equal pay for equal work. And we have uh, people that are in office that do not believe that women should be paid the same as men, even though they're just as qualified and they have just as much education. Women still do not earn the same as their male counterparts. And that is something worth fighting for. That's what we got to get people to understand is, you know, it's, it's your vote counts, your voice counts. And we have to get the masses engaged in the political process. This is so important. And if you just joined us, you're listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. I am your host and model mom, Chloe Taylor-Brown. And we're speaking to Doreen Carter. And we're talking right now about politics. And Doreen, we're talking about voting and why it's important to vote and get out to vote. And then you you brought up my next uh, question about equal pay for equal work. And these are, see, these are not just, we're talking about breadwinning moms, but this is not just about women or mothers. This is about America. And so we're talking about equal pay for equal work. We do know that more than ever, women are working and women are being uh, breadwinners and not necessarily always a primary breadwinner because uh, men and women are both working, but now there's been this shift that there are more primary breadwinners. And if yeah. women are not being paid for the work, then this is hurting America. It's not just about the woman, it's about America. And then uh, we're talking about childcare. What are your thoughts on that? And how does... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this is so funny. Well, it isn't funny. It wasn't funny back then. Um, my when I had my third son, my oldest son was three, so I had three, uh, potentially three babies in childcare. I would say, uh, and that not was potentially you. You had three babies. Not you did have three babies. I mean, in childcare. I mean, because I mean, I didn't really go. I, I you know, I came out of corporate America for a little while. And I didn't go back in until uh, the. I only had. I think the. The two younger one maybe was in 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 childcare, but still it was expensive because we were easily spending uh, twelve hundred dollars a month, and that was Jesus fourteen fifteen you know well almost fourteen thirteen fourteen years ago. So I can't even imagine now the cost of, of of daycare, especially for an infant. You know, and that's why a lot of you know people if you you got to spend two three hundred dollars a week. Uh, just to keep your baby, and if someone is making minimum wage, all you're doing is working for daycare. And so, so, so we have to make sure that we're equipping women, we're empowering women, we're ensuring that they have the resources and the knowledge. Uh, first of all, to compete, uh, we want to make sure that we're helping women be business owners so that they can really take care of their families, have the flexibility that they need and have the benefits that they need to be able to support their families. And that's why you have so many people uh, that are out fighting 
for equal pay or just a livable wage. That was one of the, the other things that came up when we, you know, in the campaign in the last year in the state of Georgia, I think it was like five fifty, five seventy five, something like that is the minimum wage. Georgia's minimum wage isn't the same as the federal minimum wage. So the federal minimum wage, I think it was like seven seventy five and Georgia was lower. You can't take care of family on that and, and it's is criminal uh at best for employers to pay someone that's bringing them, helping them bring profits into their organization and not even pay them a livable wage. Wow. It is, it is criminal. I like that word too. It is criminal because of the responsibilities that breadwinning moms have found themselves in and the responsibilities of, of running a, a household with children those responsibilities do not go anywhere. You still have those. So you're, you're, you're split. And if you don't have family and friends that could help you out with, you know, with maybe uh, picking up a child or dropping a child off to sports activities or after school, it's very, very challenging. And with that, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts about women's full acceptance in the American dream? Do you feel that women are fully accepted and thought about when people are talking about the American dream? Well, I mean, first, you know, I, I, I don't pay, play the victim role. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight for what I want. But uh, to be honest, no, because one of the things, even when, you know, when we were uh, campaigning last year was really interesting because um, there were five black females who were on the statewide ticket in Georgia. We made national history because that had never happened before. So, you know, people were looking like, oh my God, these women, first of all, what are these women doing? And and then it was black women, you know, or some people like yeah. African American women or women of color. But whatever whatever's your fancy. So so no, so we, we were dealing with you know, are they qualified? Well, put my credentials next to my opponent's credentials any day. And so the qualification wasn't an issue, but they got bogged down on the fact that we were female. So so on one hand, you have us saying, you know, go after what you believe, you know, this great American dream. Then you have these men who don't want to relinquish their power. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so important that women encourage each other, support each other, you know, do whatever you can to help another woman succeed. And we love, love the brother. Yes, we do. Yes. We love but the brother, we, but we got yes. we need some girl power. Yes, we need girl power. And speaking of girl power, if we can instill this girl power into girls, then we become women, then we'll have more women such as Doreen Carter, uh, that we can go out and be powerful. And so, of course, you know about my initiative, Girl Swag, which is an acclaimed um, uh, young women and girls curriculum that's being used by uh, boys and girls clubs around the country and schools. And I'm so excited about that. Um, that's my third published book and it's called Girl Swag. And it is Great. a personal development program for young women and girls. And speaking of books, um, you also um, ha- had a book published 
when I first met you or you were just about to publish it. It was just something new and it was so steamy hot. And <laughs> the topic was a little controversial, the miseducation of the Christian on money and giving. What's going on with that book, the miseducation Come of me. the Christian? Excuse I me. You, this is hilarious. I was actually scrolling on the internet, looking at my book, kind of see, you know, where was it? And I thought, wow, this book really, really, really was another one I think ahead of his time. But I, I you know, the book really was, um, it was funny, it was my thesis. When I was working on uh, my master's, I got a master's in theology back in, I think, 05. And it was my thesis. And when we turned it in, at first, I got an F on it. I thought, oh, wow. and I had to go back in, soften it a little bit, and resubmit, resubmitted it, and I got an A. Then I said, you know what? This is some good information, and basically, uh, it's a it's a historical account of money and giving and stewardship from the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. So we went back and expanded. Uh, the thesis to an actual book, and we just found some truths that we thought would be liberating and free, uh, but it it didn't go over well in some uh, some some circles. But people who have read the book, they felt they were very enlightened, and and for whatever reason, people thought that we were talking against giving. And anybody that knows me is I'm the first one to give. But what I wanted people to understand is why you're doing what you're doing. And understand why you're giving. You know, don't just take it because somebody fed it to you, but understand what does the Bible really say? So that when you're giving, your heart is pure and you're giving because you love God and not because it's some gimmick that somebody has, you know, schemed up to get your money. And that's really, that book was just all, was about educating people. And it's, it, and I really wanted to be a tool that people were using in Bible studies, or it would be a resource for someone that's getting a degree in some type of biblical study. And it's really just about understanding what the Bible says. And then after you get there, you make up your own mind. I like that. Read it, make up your own mind, but I'm putting it out here for you. And if you'd like to partake of this, then here it is for you. Right. Doreen, so you ran for Secretary of State of Georgia and you made a really wonderful effort at running for this big office. Yeah. Are you thinking about doing it again? Are you preparing yourself to run again? I mean, absolutely. We, um, I really believe that we had a great message. Um, my heart's right. Uh, one of the things that I'm really passionate about under the Secretary of State is elections. And people don't understand that there are a lot of communities around Georgia, probably around the United States, these smaller communities, that, that they are being abused when it comes to elections. Uh, I saw a, a bill that's, uh, that, that the state of Georgia is entertaining right now to reduce the number of early voting days, restricting the time that you can do early voting. And uh, one of the other issues that came up that they wanted to, quote unquote, close the loophole in the law that allowed for Sunday voting. These are issues around elections and voting that we need someone in the Secretary of State office that's going to fight for the right for all people 
to have access to to the polls. Uh, we're seeing more and more precincts closing. One of the things that we learned when we were out traveling around the state of Georgia campaigning is some people were having to drive almost 20 miles to a polling place. That just shouldn't happen. And no, it shouldn't. The, the, no, and I think that, we, you know, until we have people who respect and care that uh, people have access to the poll, that their voices are heard in the election process, we're going to continue to see some of these things, which is why we're working so hard now with Motivate One Million to make sure that people have the information. We want to make sure they understand how to be an advocate. And even though the, the majority party is adverse, to uh, the populace, we still need to know, they still need to know that we're watching what they're doing and we're holding them accountable because honestly, next year, uh, they'll all be up for re-election. So even though they're trying to uh, pass legislation to decrease access to the poll, I think it's all it's going to do is motivate people to get out even more. So absolutely, um, I still have my eyes on that, but I want to make sure that people are really engaged and understand uh, what the Secretary of State does and why it's so important. And that's just really just one aspect, but it's one that I became very passionate about as we were traveling around the state. Well, this is good. You know, I have high hopes for you and I can see it with you. And even though I wasn't there physically with you, I thought of you very often during your your uh, campaign in this whole last uh, midterm election season. I would love for you to um, share something with us that can help all of us. I guess you can't be specific, but generally speaking, as far as money and wisdom, and um, from your maybe from one of your programs or whatever you'd like to share with us. Well, one of the things um, right now I think is very important as we start thinking about money management and building wealth, the foundation of what you do is going to be so important. Just basically having some type of plan and being organized. And I say, you know, knowing who you owe, when is due, so you can pay your bills on time. That, to me, is just something basic. People um, making sure that folks know how much money they make each month. Because a lot of people, they're so busy, they're living from paycheck to paycheck. And just have them sit down and just look at, what does my income really look like? And then make a list of what are all of my expenses. Whether you have enough money or, or not, at least you know in the end you can start setting some plans around that. Uh, there are some things that I enjoy. There are things that I like to do. So if I'm looking at where I'm managing my money, it's going to help me make certain decisions so that I can do some of the things that I want to do. I would just say just off the bat, I would encourage people to maybe take a few minutes this week, sit down, look at your income, look at your expenses, see who you owe, and then start putting some type of plan in place either to increase your income or reduce your debt or a combination of the two. I like that. Increase your income or reduce your debt or a combination of the two. Absolutely. That's good. That's really good. And I hadn't thought about this, but basically, so it is so basic. Know who you owe and make your plan 
to pay yes. them back, to pay your bills. Well, what do you have yes. planned? I know you have a, a son who's going to be graduating from college. Oh, Are my you God. ready for that? No, no, high school. He's graduating from high That's, school. Oh, please forgive me. I, I have him going to... The, the <laughs> If you had one that was going to be graduating from college, that means you were about to be an empty nester. And I'm not trying to put that on you right now. So let's just say I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, my baby in high school, he's about to be a senior. Well, woo, Chloe, you're making me tired because you're making me think (laughs) about all the stuff that I have going on at one time. I don't do that. Let me tell you, it's it's exciting. Uh, uh, my son Roland is interested in the music industry, uh, so so we're looking at a school out in Orlando, and we actually we're going to visit them next week. And we have a couple of schools in Georgia that he's looking at, and and we're having to, whoo, be ready. It's like ready or not, college is coming. It's time to get ready. Thank you so very much, Doreen Carter, my friend, and and my partner and doing some really fun things. And we're going to be reconnecting to get some things out that we've been ahead of our time on. So I want to thank you for sharing your time with us and come back and let us know what's up real soon. Okay. Absolutely. You guys can find me on Facebook, Doreen Carter. Yes. Tell us where we can find you Doreen Carter on Facebook. And is that also Doreen Carter via Twitter? Is Doreen R. Carter Twitter or Doreen Carter on Facebook? And I think I'm Doreen R. Carter on Instagram. So follow me, tweet, let's talk. Uh, we're doing some educational stuff online. Uh, we're helping people get their businesses started. So just a lot of stuff going on. But if you find Doreen Carter, you'll see all the stuff I'm engaged in. But my um, And I'm excited, like I said, with the Motivate One Million. We've got a page out there for that, too. Well, thank you so very much, everybody. We've been listening to Doreen Carter, the inner workings of a serial multitasking breadwinning mom. Thank you, Doreen. Ooh, now I need a nap. Thank you, Chloe. <laughs> Ciao, bad love. Bye-bye. <laughs> that is so fun. That is so fun. And we have our intro music on now for Miss Chantel Thompson. She's going to be joining us and we're going to be talking about a few things that's uh, coming up with her and sweet job spots so we're going to be right back in just a couple seconds so fun. You've been listening to Breadwinning Moms with Chloe and I'm your model mom host Chloe Taylor-Brown and we were just hanging out and talking with Doreen Carter, the multitasking mommy. And now we're going to transition just a little bit and we are here with Chantel Thompson who's Director of Client Relations at Sweet Job Spot. Hey Chantel. Hi Chloe, how are you? I am great and I am tickled and having a really wonderful day and I am excited because I want to let you know that and everyone out there that 
I am launching today the website for Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. So please go check it out. Check us out, the website, and send me an email or text or tweet me at Chloe T. Brown to let me know what you think. So you can visit me at Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. Dot com. Again, that's breadwinningmomswithchloe.com. And that is a progressive lifestyle enhancement blog and podcast for working mothers. So Chantel, I know you've got some good things for us today about motivation and persevering and being persistent. And that mm-hmm. reminds me of Doreen Carter. So she that's one lady who perseveres and she motivates me just by showing up. All right. Yeah, she was very motivating to listen to. Um, so, Chloe, yeah, today we're going to talk a little bit about how we often just lose motivation. Have you ever started something new and in about one or two weeks, you find yourself not doing it anymore? Yes, I have done that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you wonder, well, what happened? Why did, I, why did I stop doing that? I knew it was the right thing to do. I knew it was good. But for some reason, I just stopped. Um, so what happens with a lot of us is a lot of times we think something's an amazing idea. We get it started. We can't wait, and then the work comes in, the hard work that it takes to stay committed. And one of the one of the tips that I have in terms of cha- working with your commitment is making sure that you put together a, a reason why you want to do something, a reasonable goal as to what you're trying to accomplish, and then an action plan so you don't get overwhelmed and feel like you will quit. That reminds me of the uh, when we were talking about the PEP and you got to have your apex and what it is that you're working towards. So if you know why you're doing what you're doing, just what Doreen just said as well, then you're more likely to be motivated to continue. Exactly. You know, a lot of people are more successful when they know what they're trying to accomplish and why they're trying to accomplish it. If you want to lose weight, for example, let's take, let's get out of the career spectrum for a second and go to weight loss. If you want to lose weight, but you don't really feel like you need to lose weight, you like your body and, and all those other things, then, um, then you're probably just not going to be as motivated. You know, if you feel like, okay, my weight is fine, and um, I'm happy, and my family's happy, and I like it, well, you know, you're just going to go right back to your weight. But if your doctor tells you, look, if you don't lose weight, you're going to heart attack, well, then that's a big difference in a why, right? Yes. Vanity, and then you have health. So just like in your pet, you know, when you're in your PEP and you're talking about values in the PEP and talking about um, the things that are really important to you in the PEP, it's the same with with this exercise or or you know, job changing, job hunting, career advancement. You have to know why you're doing it, and it has to come from the inside, 
not the outside. You know what I've been observing a lot lately um, is that I think a lot of people have have kind of forgotten about why they're looking for a new job. Um, they need work. And so that thing that motivates them is not there. So what would you say to a person who has been, they may have had this big, great job uh, previously, and then the economy crashed, and now they've been shifting from job to job. And basically now they just need money. And so they've lost their motivation, not just motivation for to find a great job, but motivation for almost anything. What would you say to that person? Well, you know, I've been there, so I totally understand what you're talking about. And I think that the most important thing is to get out there and do something totally different and just for fun. Um, sometimes we get so bogged down, oh, do I have this right job, making this right amount of money, am I doing all the right things? And when you keep thinking about that, the only thing you're going to give yourself is a headache. It's, it's not going to be a better job, it's not going to be more money, because you're stressing yourself out about something that you only have so much control over. One of the things that I like to do is go to a lot of technical startup events. Um, the reason that I like it so much is you get a lot of new ideas and you get to meet a lot of young people that have great ideas. And nobody there is thinking about job hunting, and, or not specifically. Um, everybody's just there to meet each other and hear each other's ideas and kind of work together on a project. And that both employed people, entrepreneurs, students, and job hunters at some of these events. And what I would suggest, honestly, is whether it's just going to an event, whether it's volunteering at an event, if there's something that you like. Say, you know, Chloe, what are the things you like? I know it's in Italian. Yes. Right? <laughs> so if you speak another language, you know, consider going out and either teaching people English or working on that language, going out and joining a club of people who speak Italian. Just because, and make sure when you're looking into it, look for inexpensive alternatives. Look for clubs that meet at coffee shops or in the library um, or in a school or in a park depending on the weather, of course, and go out and meet those people instead of trying to uh, go to an expensive networking event that might cost you 50 bucks or 30 bucks. You know, you can do some of these other events for relatively cheap or free, and you still get the networking, and you're not focused on the job. You're just focused on improving your attitude and your mentality. I love that a lot. And also, so you're saying 
that if you find yourself in a gloomy situation, but you're doing all that you can and you're going to continue, but you have no motivation because you've been kind of stuck in this rut. So in order to, to not go even further or even to uh, or as we were talking about earlier, you want to challenge the status quo. And sometimes we find ourselves in that status quo. We need to challenge ourselves. And if we have loving people around us, they could challenge us for us and with us. So you said to have some fun. So I'm also saying that maybe we could volunteer for some organization or some kind of committee that we want to be connected to. Because there are, people are always looking for people with great um first a great desire to contribute sincerely and then second who may have some skills that they need i remember uh, a few years ago the best person that has ever worked with me on a project and i've had a lot of great people and you've been one of them Chantel. um mm-hmm. but the, Thank you. the greatest person was um Couture Whitaker. She was a project manager for a girl swag event. And I am telling you right now, uh, she called me up. She sent me an email actually to say that she wanted to volunteer. And I thought, wow, well, how cool is this? And how lucky am I? And it was real, really true. She was, and she took that on as though she were making a million dollars. And she was the true leader. And it would not have been pulled off if she had not taken on. And that was all. She helped herself. She got, you know, better uh, offers for jobs from that. And she certainly helped little old Chloe, who was being stressed out because of that event. So I say have fun and volunteer. Exactly. And like I said, volunteer in something that you have a passion for because it's not going to make sense. Let's say you're looking for a certain type of job, let's say accounting job. Um, you're an accountant, you join an accountant association. Um, one of the associations we talked about before was the National Association of Black Accountants. You go there and all you're thinking about is, can I meet another accountant? Can I meet somebody in the business? Well, that's gonna, that might check you out more than say, you have a passion for communication and technology. So you might, you might be an accountant by trade, but be interested in a different field. Go ahead and, and make the move and try that different field. Try that new place. You know, I, I like that because I don't know if you were listening to the previous uh, uh, segment of, of the show, but, you know, Doreen Carter, who was our... Uh, first guest is by her tra- by trade she in study in, in school she's an accountant but she's leveraged that to create her business to be a community leader a politician uh, the president of the chamber of commerce in her town and community she's an author um, she's a church leader and her foundation is accounting so you don't have to stick to that one area that one thing you can diversify and i believe it just depends on what it is that you like so you've got to be able to say what it is that you like what do you like and what do you want more of in your life yeah and and you know write a list if you can come up with 10 to 20 things that you like to do you can look on a meetup.com and They've got a million different meetings of people doing all kinds of things. 
Um, if you're, if that's not your thing, there's a lot of uh, um, Facebook groups that meet up now and in person. Um, there's Craigslist groups that meet in person. Look for groups. They have a community section, and they have a lot of groups on there that meet. Just make sure you're not uh, uh, meeting in an odd place for the first time. Check it out because, you know, as we know, Craigslist can be a little dicey sometimes. But for the most part, it's, it's very safe. I, I was on a few groups on Craigslist. And another thing, like you said, church, um, if you have a foundation in church, or even if you don't have a foundation in church, and you just want to learn more, you know, you can always go and just um, volunteer, ask them what kind of help they need, and do more than just attend, because attending and getting information is great, but when you turn around and get back, that's when people start to notice. So, so we've been talking know. about the inner workings of a serial multitasking breadwinning mother that was Doreen Carter. Chantel, what are some of your thoughts on um, multitasking? Uh, to be strategic and to be pretty careful in that multitasking world. Um, one, of, one thing that we see a lot of is, is you have so many tasks you're not doing very well at them. So rank them. Just look at your tasks, look at all the different tasks, different things you do, and rank them in order. I'm really good at this. This needs some work and follow-up. And then connect with other people that can help you in the areas that you're weak in so that way you can get better. For example, if you're, in, if you're a, not a great interviewer, let's say, you just get nervous talking to people and you don't like it, but you have a great friend who loves to talk to everybody. Go to that friend and just say, hey, you know, I know you are really great at talking to people. You're, you're able to build rapport within less than five minutes. I see you making a new friend every five seconds. Can you show me how to do that? Or can you show me how to interview? Can you ask me questions and give me some feedback on how I'm doing in my interview? And if you can't find a friend to do it, get a coach. That's right. If you can't find a friend who could really help you, then get a coach. And if you're needing authentic woman coaching, then I would like for you to connect with me on breadwinningmomswithchloe.com. That's our new website that's just launched today. And we are offering authentic woman coaching. For those of you who don't know, I do executive coaching with the Home Depot, Price Waterhouse Coopers. I've worked with the Avon Corporation, um, Georgia Tech um, employees. So uh, we don't have to continue to not know if there's something that we need to elevate ourselves in, then hire a coach. Or if you got a good friend who has a little extra time to help you, then don't be afraid to ask. We have a, a caller uh, online, Chantel. Caller, the area code 916, you're live. How are you? Hello, Chloe. How, how are you, Gus? Hello. How are you? This is Marilyn. I can oh, tell oh, your voice. Boy. Hi, Doreen. How are you? No, this is not Doreen. She was with us earlier. This is oh, Chantel okay. Thompson of Sweet oh, Job Spot. 
<laughs> Do you have a comment or a question? Yes, I have a comment. I was just commenting on, on the new website, The Breadwinning Mom with Chloe. I, I think it's going to do well and help a lot of women that's multitasking, you know, with their kids and with their careers and with the kids' careers and all of that. I love that. Thank you so very much. And I also like that mm-hmm. you said with the kids' careers because kids nowadays really do have careers, yes, don't they? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> I know that Joshua's career is bigger than my career right now because he yes, has to be is. somewhere almost every day. And today, after school, he does not. And he is so excited about it. I think that's a little bit too much, but just uh, to back you up on that, kids do have uh-huh. careers. Yes, they do. So thank you so very much, Marilyn, for supporting me and supporting oh, Breadwinning Moms with Chloe. Okay, you guys enjoy your day down there in Atlanta. Okay, you have a wonderful day in Sacramento, California. Say hello to everyone for us. I will. Thank you. Okay, goodbye. Well, Chantel, this has been a really... A great show. Is there anything that you would like to leave our listeners with today about uh, perseverance and motivation? And also, don't forget to tell them how to connect with you. Okay. Well, like I said before, get out there and do something that you enjoy. Don't don't stay so focused on that one perfect job because that becomes demotivating. Look at all your wonderful assets and the things that you like to do and can do and focus on those and your job will come eventually. Now, if you want to connect with me, you can visit me at sweetjobspot.com on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Or you can call um, call at, oh my God, I forgot my this. <laughs> Would you like for them to call you at the the 504 area code number? No, it's 678-802-9. Oh, Oh, say that again. 678-802-9176. Okay, thank you so much. That's wonderful. Well, Chantel, this has been a pleasure connecting with you today. As always, um, we always have so much to talk about and to share with working moms and working women uh, everywhere. And I want to uh, to bid you a wonderful, wonderful week. And thank you for being uh, a part of Breadwinning Moms with Chloe each week that you can. I really appreciate you. And I know that the listeners really appreciate you as well. Well, thank you, Chloe. It's been great to be on the show. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Okay, thank you so very much. I want to leave everybody uh, with something that uh, I wrote, actually. It's in my book, Getting Ready Chloe Style, Perfecting Your Authentic Image. And this book is available everywhere books are sold, including Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Um, This is about... um, programs that foster a strong sense of self in girls and women. I want you to know that when we're able to draw from a strong and powerful inner essence, we can love and accept ourselves for who God has created us to be and who we're becoming. And being confident 
self-accepting, authentic, and poised, we will continue to empower and inform all women and girls about the real meaning of getting ready. And ladies, I want you to know that the real meaning of getting ready starts from the inside out. I want you to love and appreciate yourself, adore your authenticity. And with that, you can create the life of your dreams. I want you to have a wonderful, wonderful week. And I want you to check out my new website, breadwinningmomswithchloe.com. Goodbye for now.